0: Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. She says, mm mm. She's acting like she's still sleeping. She's been awake for over an hour. Right, Peyton? She actually woke up to her alarm. But we first, before we start, we want to say thank you to Caroline. And hopefully it's Caroline, not Carolyn. But thank you for leaving a comment. And you said it was great. And we appreciate you. Right, Peyton? Jen and Peyton here reading <coughs> a series of unfortunate events. Book the 13th, the end. Oh my gosh. And we have 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Peyton, we only have seven chapters to go. Cool. So cool. So cool. All right. Let me take a sip of my coffee. What's that you're about to say? Turkey. Hmm. Let me take a sip of my dookie. That's what you no, thought I was gonna say. You said let me go do a dookie. Like no, I was not gonna say that. mm You know, girls don't do that. Okay. Right? Right, girls? All right. Chapter seven. The because the first word of the chapter is always italicized. The predicament of the Baudelaire orphans as they sat abandoned on the coastal shelf with Kit Snicket unconscious at the top of the cube of books above them. Count Olaf locked in a cage alongside them and the incredibly deadly viper curled up at their feet is an excellent opportunity to use the phrase under a cloud. Three children were certainly under a cloud that afternoon and not just because of the mass condensed water vapor. Of a of a mass condensed water vapor, which Klaus was able to identify as being being of the Columus variety, was hanging over them in the sky like another castaway from the previous night's storm. The expression "under a cloud" refers to people who are out of a favor. This in a particular community, the way that most classrooms have at least one child who is quite unpopular, or most secret organization. Who is that? Close your mouth? Oh my gosh. What was that? Okay. The expression, it was a classroom's at least one child who was quite unpopular or most secret organization that have at least one rhetorical analyst who was under suspicion. The island. What? I'm yawning. The island's only community had certainly placed Violet and Klaus And sunny under a cloud. And even in the blazing afternoon sun, the children felt the chill of the colony's suspicion and disapproval. I can't believe it, Violet said. I can't believe that we've been abandoned. I can't... What Uh, what is in your mouth? Take it out. Come on, you freaky deaky Dutch. What's wrong with it? What is in your mouth? Nothing. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it, said Violet. I can't believe that we've been abandoned. Well... "'We thought we could cast away everything that kept happening to us "'before we arrived here,' Klaus said, "'but this place is no safer than any anywhere el- else that we've been.' "'What do we do?' Sunny asked. "'Violet looked around the coastal shelf. "'I suppose we could catch fish and harvest seaweed to eat,' she said. "'Our meals won't be much different than from those on the island.' "'If fire,' Sunny thought thoughtfully, "'then salt-baked carp.' "'Well, we can't live here,' Klaus pointed out.' Decision day is approaching and the coastal shelf will be underwater. We either have to live on the island or figure out a way to get back from where we came from. We'll never survive the journey at sea on a boat. (sighs) Violet said, wishing that she had her ribbon back so she could tie up her hair. Wait, why did they give all their stuff back if they were going to get kicked out anyways? Mom, I don't know. All right, well, whatever. Okay. Kit did. Sunny pointed out. The library must have served as sort of a raft, Klaus said, running his hand along the books. But she couldn't have come too far on a boat of paper. I hope she met with the quagmires, Violet said. I hope she'll wake up and tell us what happened. Do you think that she's seriously hurt, Violet asked. There's no way to tell without complete medical medical examination, Klaus said. But except for her ankle, she looks all right. She's probably just exhausted from the storm worried Sunny said sadly wishing that there was a dry warm blanket on the coastal shelf that the Baudelaire's might have used to cover their unconscious friend we can't just worry about Kit Klaus said we need to worry about ourselves we have to we have to think of a plan Violet said wearily at all three of the Baudelaire's side even that incredibly deadly viper seemed to sigh and laid his head sympathetically on Sunny's foot the Baudelaire's stood on the coastal shelf and thought of all of the previous predicaments that and all of their plans they had thought to make themselves safe, only to end up in the midst of another unfortunate event. The cloud that they were under seemed to get bigger and darker and the children might have sat there for quite some time had not the silence been broken by the voice of a man who was locked in a birdcage. Yeah. I have a plan, Count Olaf said. Let me out and I'll tell you what it is. Although Olaf was no longer using his high-pitched voice, he still sounded muffled within the cage, and when the Baudelaire's turned to look at him, it was as if he were in one of his disguises. The yellow and orange dress he had been wearing covered up most of him, and the children could not see the curves of his false pregnancy or the tattoo of an eye he had on his ankle. Only a few toes and fingers extended from between from between the birdcage's bars, and if the siblings peered closely, they could see the curve of his mouth, mouth and the blinking eye staring out from his ca- captivity. We're not letting you out, Violet said. We have enough trouble without you wandering around loose. Suit yourself, Olaf said, and his dress rustled as he attempted to shrug. But you'll drown as surely as I as I will when the coastal shelf floods. You can't build a boat because the island the islanders have scavenged everything from the storm. And you can't live on the island because the colonists have abandoned you. Even even though we're shipwrecked, we're still in the same boat. We don't need your help, Olaf, Klaus said. And if it weren't for you, we wouldn't even be here in the first place. Don't be so sure of that, Count Olaf said, his mouth curled into a smile. Everything eventually washes up on these shores to be judged by that idiot in the robe. You think that you're the first Baudelaire to find yourself here? What do you mean, Sunny demanded. Let me out, Olaf said with a muffled chuckle, and I'll tell you. The Baudelaire's looked at one another. <clears throat> doubtful. Doubtfully, you're trying to trick us, Violet said. "'Of course I'm trying to trick you,' Olaf cried. "'That's the way of the world, Baudelaire's. "'Everybody runs everybody around "'with their secrets and schemes, "'trying to outwit everyone else. "'Ishmael outwitted me by putting me in this cage, "'but I know how to outwit him, "'and I know how to outwit all of his island friends. "'If you let me out, I can be king of Olaf land, "'and you three can be my new henchfolk.' "'We don't want to be your henchfolk,' Klaus said. "'We just want to be safe.' "'Nowhere in the world is safe,' Count Olaf said. "'Yeah, not with you around,' Violet agreed.' I'm no worse than anyone else, Count Olaf said. Ishmael's just as treacherous as I am. stained," Sunny said. It's true, Olaf insisted, although he probably did not understand what Sunny had said. Look at me. I'm stuffed in this cage f- for no good reason. Does that sound familiar? Your stup- you stupid baby. Uh, my sister's not a baby, Violet said firmly, and Ishmael's not treacherous. He may be misguided, but he's only trying to make the island a safe place. "'Is that so?' Olaf? said in the birdcage as he chuckled. Why don't, you reach into your, "'Why don't you reach into that pool and see what Ishmael dropped in the puddle?' The Baudelaire's looked at one another. They had almost forgotten about the object that had rolled out of the facilitator's sleeve. The three children stared down on the water, but it was the incredibly deadly viper who wriggled into the murky depths of the puddle and came back with a small object in his mouth, which he deposited onto Sunny's waiting hand.' Tack, Sunny said. Thanking oh tack, Sunny said, thanking the snake by scratching it on the head. What is that? Violet said, leaning to look in at what the viper had retrieved. It's an apple core, Klaus said, and his sister saw that it was so. Sunny was holding the core of an apple which had been thoroughly nibbled, that scarcely anything remained. You see, Olaf said. While the other islanders have to do all the work, Ishmael sneaks off to the arboretum on his perfectly healthy feet and eats all the apples for himself. Your beloved facilitator is not on- not only has clay on his feet, he has his feet of clay. The bird cage shook with laughter, and the Baudelaire orphans looked at the f- at- looked first at the apple core and then at one another. Feet of clay is an expression which refers to a person who appears to be honest and true, but who turns out to be hidden. Turns out to have a hidden weakness or treacherous secret. If someone turns out to have feet of clay, your opinion of them may topple, just as a statue will topple if its base turns out to be badly constructed. The Baudelaires had thought that Ishmael was wrong to abandon them on the coastal shelf. Of course but they believed that he had done it to keep the other islanders out of harm's way, just as Miss Caliban had not wanted Friday to upset herself by learning to read, although they did not agree with much of the facilitator's philosophy. They at least respected the fact that, was, that he was trying to do the same thing that the Baudelaire's had been trying to do since the terrible day on the beach when they had first come, become orphans, or, or to build a safe place to call home, But now, looking at the apple core, they realized that Count Olaf said what Olaf said was true. Ishmael had feet of clay, and he was lying about his injuries, and he was selfish about the apple and the arboretum, and he was just as treacherous in pressuring everyone else on the island to do all the work. Gazing at the treacherous teeth marks that the facilitator had left behind, they remembered his claim that he predicted by the weather magic and the strange look in his eye when he insisted that the island had no library and the Baudelaires wondered what other secrets he the the bearded facilitator was hiding Violet and Klaus and Sunny sank into the mound of damp sand as if they had feet of clay themselves and leaning against the Cuba books wondering how they could have traveled so far from the world only to find the same dishonesty and treachery that they always had what's your plan Violet asked Count Olaf after a long silence let me out of this cage, Olaf said, and I'll tell you. Tell us first, Klaus said, and perhaps we'll let you out. Let me out first, Olaf said. Tell us first, Sunny said, insisted just as firmly. I can argue with you all day long, the villain growled. Let me out and I'll tell you or I'll take my plan to the grave. Well, we can think of a plan without you, Violet said, hoping that that she sounded more confident than she felt. We've managed to escape plenty of difficult situations without your help. Well, I have the only weapon that the three... I have the only weapon that can threaten Ishmael and his supporters," Olaf said. "The harpoon gun," Klaus said. Omitrius, o- Omeros took that away. Not the harpoon gun, you scholarly moron," Olaf said, contempt, contemptuously. A word here, which means trying to trying to scratch his nose with the confines of the birdcage. I'm taking the I'm talking about the medusoid mycelium. "'Fungus!' cried Sunny. "'Her siblings gasped, and even the incredibly deadly viper "'looked astonished at his reptilian way "'as the villain told them what they may have already guessed. "'I'm not really pregnant,' he confessed. (laughs) "'Duh.' "'With a caged grin. "'The diving helmet contained the spores of the medusoid mycelium "'is hidden under the dress I'm wearing. "'If you let me out, I can threaten the entire colony "'with those deadly mushrooms. "'All those robed fools will be my slaves.' What if they refuse? Then I'll smash the helmet open, Olaf crowed, and this whole island will be destroyed. But we'll be destroyed too, Klaus said. The spores will infect us at the same time it infects everybody else. Yoshima Soa, Yoshima Soa, Sunny said, which meant never again. The youngest Baudelaire had already been infected by the medusoid mycelium not long ago, and the children did not like to think about what would have happened if they, if they hadn't found some wasabi to dilute the poison. Will escape, will escape on the outrigger, you fool! Olaf said. The islanders, the island imbeciles, have been building it all year, and it's perfect for leaving this place behind and hiding back where the action is. Maybe they'll just leave it. Let let us leave. Violet said. Friday said that anyone who wishes to leave the colony can climb aboard the outrigger on decision day. That little girl hasn't been here long sneered count Olaf. she still believes that ishmael lets people do whatever they want don't be as dumb as as she is orphans klaus wished desperately that his commonplace book was open on his lap so that he could take more notes instead of instead of it on the far side of the island with all of the other forbidden items how do you know so much about this place Olaf? he demanded how does he know peyton he's been there all right you've only been here a few days just like us "'Just like you,' the villain repeated mockingly, and the cage shook his, and his cage shook with laughter again. "'Do you think your pathetic history is the only story in the world? "'Do you think that this island has just sat here in the sea, "'waiting for you to wash up on its shores? "'Do you think that I just sat in a home in the city, "'waiting for you miserable orphans to stumble into my path?' Boswell, Sunny said. "'She meant something along the lines of, "'Your life doesn't interest me,' "'and the incredibly deadly viper seemed to hiss in agreement.' I could tell you stories, Baudelaire's, the Count Olaf said in a muffled whiz, wheeze. I could tell you secrets about people and places that you would never dream of. I could tell you about arguments and schisms that started before you were born. I could tell you all of the things yourselves that you could never imagine, that you yourselves could never imagine. Just open the door of my cage orphans and I'll tell you the things that you could never discover on, your- on your own. The Baudelaires looked at one another and shuddered, even in broad daylight, trapped in the cage. Count Olaf was still <coughs> was still frightening. it was as if something that the villain some, there was something villainous that could be threatened that could threaten them, even if it were locked up tight, so far away from the rest of the world. The three siblings had always been curious children. Violet had been eager to unlock the mysteries of the mechanical world with her with her inventing mind since the first pair of pliers she had been that had been placed in her crib klaus had been keen to read everything that he got in his hand since the alphabet was first printed on the wall of his bedroom by a visitor in the baudelaire home and sunny was always exploring the universe through her mouth first biting and biting anything that interested her and then later tasting food carefully in order to improve her cooking skills curiosity was one of the baudelaire's most important customs and one might think that they would be very curious indeed to hear more about this mysterious villain had mentioned but there was something very very sinister about count olaf's words listening to him talk felt like standing on the edge of a deep well or walking on a high cliff in the dead of the night or listening to a strange rustling sound outside your bedroom window knowing that any moment something dangerous and enormous could happen it made the Baudelaires think of that terrible question mark on the radar screen of the Queequeg, a secret so gigantic and important that it could not fit into their hearts or minds, or something that had been hidden their entire lives and might destroy their entire lives once it was revealed. It was not the secret that the Baudelaire orphans wanted to hear from Count Olaf or anyone else, although it felt like their secret could not be avoided. The child and the children wanted to avoid it anyways, and without, uh, without. Another word to the main cage and the three siblings stood up and walked around the cube of books until they were at the far end where Olaf was in his birdcage and he could not be seen. Then in silence, the three siblings sat back down and leaned against a strained raft and stared out at the flat horizon of the sea, trying not to think about what Olaf had said. Occasionally, they took sips of the coconut cordial from the seashell that hung from their waist, hopefully, hoping that the strong... Strange drink would distract them from the strong, strange thoughts in their heads. All afternoon, until the sun set on the rippling horizon, bless you, you, of the sea, the Baudelaires sat and sipped and wondered if they dared to learn what lay, what lay at the heart of their sad lives. And with every secret, every mystery, and every unfortunate event, had been peeled away.